0: Welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur. Hope you guys are doing well. We are officially in December and this is it, you guys. You got to get it done in 2022, whatever you got to get done. You you got about 31 days to do it or I don't know, a little bit more than that. Anyway, I hope you're finishing the year off strong, but you know what? If you're not, that's okay too. You know, we all, we win some, we lose some and it's all okay. (laughs) I feel like I think it's all okay. As long as we just keep trying, right? As long as you keep trying, it's okay if things don't go as planned or you didn't mark off everything on your list today or for the year, who cares? My gosh, there's always tomorrow, but I don't know. I, uh... I don't really self-reflect on New Year's. I usually do that on my on my birthday, but it just feels like the last couple of years have been, I don't know, off a little bit. So I keep thinking that the next year is gonna be better. So I don't know. I, I still feel hopeful <laughs> when the new year rolls around. So maybe 2023 will be better. Maybe it won't be, but you know, either way, we're all gonna be okay. Okay, you guys, so... Some things I want to talk to you about. So the first thing is, I had the audacity to work all day yesterday. at had a full day that started at 8.30 in the morning, which is great. No complaints. Love it. Love my clients. Happy to do it. But... My rheumatoid arthritis does not love when I work all day. So I am paying for it today. This is why I'm only in the treatment room three days a week. So that way, if I have a long day or my body just decides it's a long day, I have the next day to kind of rest up and then do it all over again the next day. I just kind of feel like I got hit by a truck a little bit today. I'm very, very tired and my body is very tired and it's achy. And what comes with all of that and why I'm telling you is my brain does not work as well. So I always plan out what I'm doing for the podcast. I plan out what I'm going to say and all that. So luckily that helps, but there's things that come to mind as I'm talking. And so, you know, I obviously go off the cuff a lot. So I might be talking slower today. Things might not come to my brain as fast. So just bear with me. We will get through this together and it's still going to be a very informative episode for you guys. So, the first thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is a coworker of mine decided to get a, a chemical peel. So, we're going to get into that today. And then we're also going to talk about the eyes, the eye area the problems, the solutions, facts you need to know, and I'm even going to throw in some makeup tips for you guys. So that's going to be the episode and why don't we just get started? Let's do it. Okay, so when I went to work yesterday, <laughs> my I'm in my room and studying up for the day, whatever I was doing. My coworker comes in and she kind of peeks her head or like, you can kind of see the hallway from my room first. So she kind of peeks and I'm like, what is going on? And she comes closer and she's like, I just had to show you. Her face was literally falling off. Like there's no other way to say it. And not all of her skin was ready to be shed. And so it was like raw skin. And I just, (laughs) it's pretty intense. but. So if you've been listening to me for a while or follow anything that I do, you or you are my client, I believe in slow and steady. I don't like to hit the skin really hard and do it where my client's skin is falling off. One, because I don't think it's necessary to to do it. I just, I don't believe it's necessary. Two, I don't really believe it's great for the skin long term. and. Three, I don't have clients who can hide their face while this happens. I mean, my she was at work with yesterday. And luckily, I mean, you know, we're in, you know, estheticians and hairstylists and massage, you know, that kind of place I'm in. So people coming in, she does hair. So people coming in to get hair, their hair done, they're not shocked. You know, it's not like she has an office job or like (laughs) she works in a food industry place or something where, you know, it's would not be appealing to see that kind of face so she's definitely in the right industry to get the peel but i it's still like she had just left that she got that peel done on it, this was day 4 sorry this this was day 4 and so her face was but she hadn't left the house before so and i she shouldn't <laughs> it was intense really intense and I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope good things. I hope that this works out for her. Here's the problem. So as estheticians, before we do a peel, and I will say for those of you that are familiar, it, it was a 20% TCA. So quite strong. So there's things that we have to know about the person's skin, which is why I will never do a peel on a first-time client ever, ever, ever. There's things you have to know about their skin. There's things that you have to know about your client's history. There's cl- things you have to know about what they're currently using on their skin because all of these are factors in maybe what kind of peel we, we would use, how strong, how long, or even if we would do it that day. It's just, it's important. This is one of the reasons why estheticians don't like it when you know, people take it upon themselves to do them at home because there's just so much to know that a lot of people don't know. Okay, so we're talking about the whole the peel process and she's going through everything with me because I just, I find it all interesting. She was only able to leave it on her skin for four minutes. She said that the esthetician said that most people can do 10 minutes. This friend of mine, she is 35, 36, doesn't matter, 35 or 36. So relatively young, but she wanted to kind of get rid of like some, some sun damage And stuff. Other than that, I mean, she's young enough. She doesn't really have like fine lines and wrinkles. She takes really good care of herself. So she doesn't have a lot of the anti-aging issues. It's really just the sun damage that she wanted to erase. So we're talking about the peel. We're talking about the peel. And then she goes, oh, I forgot to tell you. I was using retinol every night up into the peel. (laughs) Well, that is something that estheticians have to know because you shouldn't do a peel on somebody who's been using a retinol. You got to take off some time prior to the peel. And this esthetician went ahead and did it anyway. And I was really surprised. Like she didn't find out after. Thing is, you're supposed to ask these questions. So even if she didn't find out until after, it's still on the esthetician. It is our responsibility to know... What we need to know. I mean, that's just that's just how it goes. But I want to talk about this because as a client, you want, you need to be informed. And that is, you know, whether it's tretinoin, retin A, a retinol, you know, whatever, that's the kind of stuff you want to be off of before you do a chemical peel. Well, that's probably why she could only have it on for four minutes. And it's probably why her skin looks looked the way it did yesterday. Now, I will possibly post these pictures. I don't know. I'd have to talk to her to see if she's okay. I just have pictures of her chin where it was the worst. So it's not showing her face, but I don't know if she'd want that out there. But it was it was really intense. Also, I don't know if I want to put on my social media just because it's not that great to look at. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm used to seeing stuff like that because it's my job, but not everybody. It's kind of like when people show certain areas before and after waxing or people show all of like the extractions that they got from somebody's note. I I have no desire to see see that stuff. Like most of the time, if I'm scrolling, I'm probably like eating lunch or something. (laughs) So it's not advertising. So that might be another reason I won't post, but maybe I can do like swipe if you want to see. So we'll see, we'll see. Okay, so that's just, I'll keep you posted and see how her skin does. By the time I record next, will be obviously a week later. So hopefully her skin will, will be fine. I think it'll be fine. I don't think she'll hyperpigment, but I don't know. I mean, I didn't say to her that I was worried, but I'm a little worried because of how her skin looks, but also because of the constant retinol use that she was using before... The peel like that just makes me a little nervous. So we'll see though. We'll see how it goes. I'll keep you posted. All right. So just make sure that if you're getting a peel, that you know exactly what your face... That's another thing she was... She's like, she didn't know that her face was going to fall off She or, or even look like that. She understood that she was going to peel. But I almost think that like estheticians need to prepare the client more. And I know there's a hesitation to want to because then maybe they won't want to do it if they really know what they're getting themselves into. But I also think the surprise and the shock is not good because I've talked to too many people where they were like, I had no idea this was going to happen. And then they're panicking, thinking that, you know, something has gone terribly wrong. So I kind of feel like we need to be more upfront and really show people what it's like. I don't do peels like that. So that's not a concern for me. But as a client, I would want to know if my face was going to fall off because I think in life, you got to prepare for that, you know? I mean, what if you have young children and they're like scared of your face? Anyways, okay, so that's all I have to say about that. So let's get into what we're actually here to really talk about today, and that's the eyes. So let's get started. so let's talk about the eyes. Let's do this. I, I you know this is such an important area, but I think most people don't know that know a lot of facts about the eyes. so therefore they are not cared for properly or they don't even maybe you don't realize that they need to be cared for differently. So let's talk let's do the facts first about eyes. The eyes basically have no pores. They stop at the orbital bone around the eye. Now they have some form of, but it's just not the same as the rest of the face. The skin is about seven times thinner than the rest of your face. It's also the most abused and it ages the quickest. Under eye puffiness is mostly genetic. Salt, allergies, and abuse can make it worse. Under eye bags are from chronic puffiness. And over time, the connective tissues deteriorate. Cosmetic surgery is really the only solution. I know there is, there's like there's always infomercials going around, right? And all you have to do is apply these iPads and poof, you know, everything is gone. I can just tell you, it's never, it's never that easy. Dark circles can also be genetic. Lack of sleep, dehydration, aging, and nose jobs can make them worse. There is no miracle product, including hemorrhoid cream. The ingredients in those and used in those creams previously are no longer FDA approved. So what used to what used to be the ingredient in the hemorrhoid cream that made that helped the ire, it's not in there anymore. So those don't even work. Okay, so let's talk about solutions now because that's, that's the fun part. So here, first one, don't apply product past your orbital bone and you can feel that bone all around your eye area. There is no reason to because the product will not be able to penetrate. You will only get milia, you know, those small like whitish bumps. They, they're hard and usually greasy eyelids. Number two, Eye creams are great and serve their purpose, but I also think that serums can do the same. I stopped wearing an eye cream a few years ago and started using serums instead. Serums will do the same thing since I am applying applying them to the same area, you know, stopping at the bone. So it's not like eye creams are going into a different area than your face serums. So why do I need another product? Now, if you want to firm up that area during the day, then an eye cream can do that for you. You do want to avoid heavy creams and Vaseline as they can seep into the eyes and cause under eye puffiness. And in turn, this will stretch out the skin, weakening the elasticity. So I know that slugging is a thing right now. So if you're using Vaseline to slug or Aquaphor or a balm or whatever you're using, Don't go past the orbital bone. It's not necessary. Okay, number three, be gentle. Use eye makeup remover at night. You wanna use a product that is made specifically for the eye area. This is not an olive oil. This is not baby oil. This is not any of of those. So I have an eye makeup remover that I love. The only over-the-counter eye makeup remover that I will promote is the Neutrogena Oil-Free Eye Makeup Remover. It even removes waterproof mascara, but really you should only be using that on special occasions because it's not good for the lashes. Also, avoid pulling and tugging at the eyes. This includes when you are ap- applying your makeup. Every little thing matters. And using oils to remove makeup can cause issues too. So that's why I when I was saying about the the baby oil and olive oil, these oils can seep into the eyes and just like avoiding heavy creams or Vaseline, like I said earlier, it can cause under eye puffiness and stretch out the skin, weakening the elasticity. So just use things that are formulated and be very gentle. Okay, number four, you can't avoid allergies and genetics. I get it. They are what they are. Salty foods and abuse, you can. If this is a big issue for you, try eliminating these and see what happens. If this is not a chronic problem, meaning like every single day you're not waking up with this, then just use something cold. You can use like cucumber, a bag of frozen peas, whatever, and you just put it on your eyes for like 20 minutes before, you know, when you get up or something like that. Okay, number five, get more sleep. As far as dehydration goes, this isn't about drinking more water, although obviously we know that's a good thing. It is more about what you do topically. Does your serum have hyaluronic acid in it? That will help with hydration. As you age, the skin naturally starts to thin and that is why darkness gets darker. Treating this area more carefully can help. Nose jobs cause severe bruising under the eyes and releases the formation of iron, which then causes more discoloration. So let's skip that nose job, shall we? Okay, number six. Are you exfoliating your eye area? I exfoliate about twice a week on my eye area. I'm very, very, very careful. I don't do my eyelids, I just do right under the eyes. And even though you don't have pores, exfoli- exfoliating will help lessen the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. Now, something in the last few months that I have discovered is I weirdly got like this dry patch on, like, kind of near my eye, like within the orbital bone, though. And I don't really get that. So I tried my Victoria Deanne repair serum, and I've talked about this before. I used that, I think I wanna say for about a week, like every day, and it totally helped the eye area. I mean, I still did my same routine, whatever, but I actually repair, I used that repair serum directly on the dry patch for about a week and it worked. And I guess it's never come back. So I love that repair serum, it really helps. And it's peptides, so it's all good things for your skin. Okay, so now I'm gonna give you just a few makeup tips for the eyes. The, the first thing, and I mentioned this earlier, is you don't want to pull out your eyes when you're applying your makeup. Doing that every day over time will increase those fine lines. So a lot of people will stretch their eye when they're putting on eyeliner. It just, you, if there's a way that you can figure out how to do it, how to apply it without doing that, that would be great. It is something we were taught in school that we were not allowed to pull at our client's eyes. We had to figure out how to do makeup around that. So there are ways to do it. It just takes, you know, a little extra time, but not a lot, especially the more you do it, the easier it gets. Okay, let's talk about eyeliner. As we age, we want to draw attention upwards. Wearing eyeliner all across the bottom lash line usually ages a person, especially if it's like black. It also can make the eyes look smaller. If aging is a concern, apply your eyeliner to the top eyelid and maybe apply a lighter color eyeliner to the outer part of the bottom lash line. That way, it's not like eyeliner on top, nothing on bottom. Sometimes that can feel a little bit too empty. So then you can just do a small, lighter color, just a little line on your bottom lash line, and that's going to pull attention upwards, which is what we want to do. And always changing your makeup anyways, especially like eye makeup. As you get older, is important too because what you did 10 years ago, you don't want to continue doing now because just doing the same look can also aid you. Okay, so as far as like eyeshadows and even eyeliners and stuff, think color theory when you're choosing colors for your eyes. If you want to, like if you just want to have fun, whatever, but if you're like, if you want to do things that are going to bring out your eyes, Going with colors that are the opposite of your eye color will bring out your eyes. Most often, brown eyes will have different specks of color. Like sometimes they'll have a little speck of green or they'll have a little speck of gold. And you can focus on those instead of just the brown. So you can use colors that are going to help bring out that gold in the brown eye, or it's going to help bring out that like yellowy green that a lot of brown eyes will get you know, bring out that. So that way it's not just, not that there's anything wrong with brown eyes. My sister has brown eyes. So uh, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but a lot of people want to pull, listen, there's color contacts out there. There's people that want different colored eyes. So a way to bring out those colors in the eyes is to use color theory to help pull on those colors specifically. All right, I hope that helps. I hope that helps you understand the eye area a little bit more and ways that you can keep it younger and fresher and healthy and all those things. And then a few makeup tips, because why not? I should put my makeup education to use. All right, guys. So that is it. Hope you enjoyed this one. And as always, if you have questions, reach out to me. And, you know, my social media at Pierce Have a good one, guys. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening today don't forget to follow me on social media at pure Skin oc i post lots of skincare tips and videos you can find me at tiktok facebook and instagram and of course you can always visit my website and my online store if you're local and interested in receiving one of my treatments all of my services are on there and you can even book from there too You can also find my skincare coaching if you want to have a virtual consultation with me so that I can help you with your skin. And lastly, but so important, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Besides sharing it with your friends and family, this is the best way to help it grow. Thanks so much, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time.